Running the option on first down. Hagan has it. He has Rome. He's got one man to beat. Now he pitches to Flanagan, and he may take it all the way. Flanagan's in for the touchdown. McKinley Wright from the logo. Got it. Oh, McKinley Wright. Welcome into the DNVR Buffs podcast presented by Manscaped. I'm Henry Chisholm, and uh, today we are starting with the DraftKings pick of the week. Um, I know that the last show was also the DraftKings pick of the week, but technically that was last week, and this is this week. And so uh, I guess since the weeks are different, you get to have a new one. Um, And the reason we're doing it today is because... I actually have some really good betting advice for you, which I wouldn't necessarily say is like rare, but during coronavirus times when you're betting on golf, which is almost impossible to get bet on, and also like UFC, um, which is impossible for me to bet on, uh, as well as like Korean baseball and the other stuff that's more gambling than betting. Um, I finally, I finally have found my niche in coronavirus world sports where I can make some money and, and make you guys some money, which is why it's on the podcast. Um, so we're going to knock out the DraftKings pick of the week first today and then get into some other stuff. Um, yeah, but first I want to tell you more about our presenting sponsor, uh, the reason there is a DNVR Buffs podcast, and that is Manscaped.com, or Manscaped, and you can buy their products at Manscaped.com. Um if you were kind of like a, a, a bad son or daughter and you didn't buy your father a Father's Day gift or, honestly, your mother a Mother's Day gift, then what you should do is go to manscaped.com and get yourself, well, actually, not get yourself, get your dad the the perfect package 3.0. It has the lawnmower 3.0, the incredible trimmer I tell you about. It has the crop preserver. It has the crop reviver. Um, a bunch of their products, the... the um, boxer briefs that are designed to be like the best boxer briefs and and again the reason i say the best maybe i should get into the details and like how they like make you sweat less and how they're lightweight and soft and like comfortable on top of all of it which i guess is the most important but it's just so much easier to say like they're the best and whatever that entails in your mind it's probably true in real life too. So when you think best boxers, if you're somebody who says, well, what I'm looking for is something that is, is very breathable, then yes, the, the Manscaped boxers, boxer briefs, I guess, will have that for you. And if you're thinking like, oh, I want something that is uh, very soft, something that's just very comfortable, like Manscaped is that too. So whatever you think of when you hear best, Manscaped's boxer briefs have that. They're included. You get like a t-shirt, you get all sorts of stuff. And it's just such a great deal for your father because you know your dad's not thinking about that. Um, or again, 
even your mother, because you know your father's not thinking about that. And it's it's what's best for everybody. So keep that in mind. It's a great gift. Um, and it's also a great way to get into the Manscaped product line yourself because it just gives you a little sampling of all the different things. You find what you want, you order it again, and if you use the code DNVR20, you get 20% off and free shipping. It's a great deal. Your balls will thank you. Okay. Um, the reason that we're jumping straight into the DraftKings pick of the week is that I have a whole bunch of things fresh in my mind that I want to get out and get on paper. Well, not on paper, on, uh, on, on, uh, on, on recording on, I don't even know that that's a dumb way. I'm going to have to think about that later, but the point is I got to get all of this out and make sure I'm not missing important details. So we're going through this right now. So the NWSL challenge cup, I, I brought it up. I think was that the last show? Maybe the show before, um, you know, when we talked about this before, it's mostly been in the context of how the buffs are impacted by the fact um, that the Orlando Pride are not participating in this tournament um, because of the coronavirus test. That's where Taylor Korniak is, Aaron Greening is. But it is um, also the best place to bet in sports right now because it's a team sport which makes it so much easier because when you're betting on golf, then you're looking at it and saying like, okay, well, out of these 160 golfers who are in this tournament, who's going to finish in the top 10? Who's going to finish in the top 15? Or who's going to win? And if, if you're right, you can make some money, but it is a lot riskier. It's, it's tough to find just decent odds where you can consistently make money if you're just good at or have an understanding of what's going on with team sports and with the NWSL in particular, there are opportunities to make money. Um, here's why. So this is a 22 game tournament. There's a, a group stage where you play a few games for seeding and then it gets into a knockout stage where it's, I mean, just a, a tournament think it's basically structured like the world cup. Um, which, I mean, is a lot of fun. That's why people are watching. That's why there are more people who watch that than watch the Manchester City-Chelsea game um, in the United States. Or more, I think I think the number was like 169,000 people watched the championship game of the NWSL last year. And the first game of this tournament, there were close to 600,000. So as this progresses, and I guess like other sports coming back will have a bit of an impact on that. But... As this progresses, this is going to kind of be a defining moment for this league that has grown exponentially. You know, it's only, what, seven years old now, and there's still only eight or nine teams. But at this point, it is kind of the best women's soccer league in the world. The salaries haven't quite caught up to some of the European leagues, but that's because they're able to invest money from their Premier League squad because their Premier League squad will have, like, a women's team too, and they can afford to lose a little bit of money on that side because they're making so much over here because they are trying to de develop that other league. What the NWSL has done has been just grow exponentially over these last seven, eight years. And now they're at the point where they're taking over. You know, this this game we just watched this morning, I mean, first of all, is incredibly exciting, but it, it featured Rachel Daly, who's a star on the uh, England national team, like a true star. Uh, she's been so much fun to watch in international play, like especially last summer. That's when I started watching women's soccer, and then I went through buff season, and now I'm just totally bought in. Um, 
let's start with that. I think the reason I'm bought in is because this is such a high quality league and it's right here and the games are being played at times where I like where they're played and all of the stars are right here. You know, it's not like... I I, I like the MLS. I, I want the MLS to succeed, but before I can get really invested, it's it, I just feel like I need more of the best players playing in the United States. You know, you have like the David Beckham comes in for a couple years. Uh, Zlatan comes in for a couple years. You know, it's the end of their career. Wayne Rooney now is coming in for the last couple years. Tim Howard is actually like a, a great example of nice American star who stuck around. But even when you're looking at the top Americans, Chris and Pulisic, uh, Pulisic, wow, that was terrible. Um, playing overseas. A lot of those guys playing overseas if they get the chance. And it makes sense because you can get more money. With the NWSL, you're pulling in all of the top talent in the world. Um, and I mean, it's kind of like comparing like the Premier League, the Bundesliga, to Serie A, where you still have some of these uh, top players spread out. But the difference being that it'd be like if the MLS was competing just like all those others. And right now, Rachel Daly is an incredible soccer player. Um, on the English national team, like I said, she scored two goals to open things up, I guess to go up 2-1. She scored a third on a ball where like the goalie drop kicked it and she blocked the drop kick and the goal got called back and it was like this kind of controversial, are you allowed to do that? Is that goalie interference or was it fair play because the ball hit the ground before she kicked it? Um, kind of like an interesting soccer -y thing. The other thing I really like about the NWSL is they're just holding on their whistles. It's like they know that people are watching for the very first time and nobody wants to see the refs. And so there have been a couple plays where I've been like, huh. But that's also just kind of the truth in women's soccer that you don't have as much of the flopping and all that kind of stuff, uh, which I find very, very just, I don't know, just, it's just the way sports should be, I feel like. But uh, yeah, so she does that, just about puts it up 3-1 with a hat trick, which would have been incredible. Um, and then they're up 3-1 because they get a goal later with seven minutes left. I think, I think in the 83rd minute, Utah scores to make it 3-2. And then the 89th minute, Utah's first round draft pick, eighth overall pick, picked after Taylor Korniak, I might add, scores to tie the game up. And these aren't even like the top tier teams. These are teams that are missing a bunch of the stars that aren't playing. And it's just very good, high quality soccer being played in the United States at times when you can watch. And there's, there's just no reason that you would be watching any other league. And that's why it's just still growing and growing and growing. And Colorado needs to get a team so I can pick a side other than Orlando Pride because they aren't playing right now so it's just been a whole lot of fun but also you can kind of tell what's going to happen so so North Carolina has won the last two uh last two uh NWSL titles Portland Thorns were before that North Carolina Courage is by far the best team in this league and they're kind of hated for it it's kind of like a Warriors thing a Patriots thing where outside fans are just like, uh, we're all cheering against them. Even even the other like team's Twitter accounts will be like, we're just on whatever the other team is. We're not cheering for North Carolina. Uh, so, so pick them a lot. Pick them all the time. Their next game is tomorrow, uh, Wednesday, and uh, that's at 8 p.m. our time. I... Uh, <sighs> 
it's it's tough because I do think that this is going to be one of the better games of the tournament, and you're going to get decent odds because it's it's Rose Lavelle. They're playing the Washington Spirit. Um, Rose Lavelle being, I believe, the best player in this tournament. Um, she's still young. If you guys watched the women's national team last year, you watch her broke out or you watched her break out and uh, become one of the top U.S. national team players. But she hasn't really done that so far in the NWSL because she's so young and she's had a couple injuries. In her first game, she took over. So this is actually going to be a great game tomorrow night at 8. Um, the two teams, I might say, are first and second in my mind to win this whole thing. Um, still, though, you got to probably put money on the courage, even if you're cheering for the spirit, just because they have that advantage. Um and, and that's kind of what I'd be looking at. So with the Washington Spirit, I think they're going to kind of climb up here quickly and pretty pretty quickly become one of these top teams that people are looking at in this whole tournament as, what, there are 19 games left. Um, when they're playing, check those lineups. Because if Rose is coming off the bench or if people are saying, you know, Rose has played uh, this many minutes in these last few games, they're going to be pretty quick to take her out of the game. Those are opportunities to catch some value on the other side. Um, very similar with Houston Dash. You know, like I said, Rachel Daly, she was the catalyst for everything that team was doing. She was involved in every good thing that happened, and she was somewhere else doing something else, whatever she was supposed to be doing, when all of the bad things happened. She is that good of a soccer player. When she's not in the lineup, which which is going to happen, that's something that's kind of been a theme, is how will these coaches or managers, I think they're called in soccer, I'm not really sure, how will they kind of control the minutes throughout this whole process because everything is packed in so tightly? Pay attention to these lineups. When, when Rachel Daly isn't in, this Houston team doesn't have much at all to go on. Even when they do have Rachel in, you probably want to be on the other side. Um, Utah, that was kind of fluky, I think, that they came back late. I would put that more on the Houston Dash defense kind of collapsing late. Um, even though like they were good plays by Utah, but not, not things that I would expect going forward. I want to see more. I, I want to see your rookie first-round pick do it again before I'm willing to bet, oh, okay, they can go get those goals late. Um, because these are two teams that are kind of expected to be knocked out early, um, likely because they're playing these top teams in the league. Um, so yeah, uh, all these games are broadcast on CBS, by the way, CBS All Access. I know there, there are different deals that you can get all around the internet. Um, they'll get you that for free with subscriptions to other websites. Um, so, so kind of look around. Um, I accident, I know I, I was, I think I got the free trial to, so I could watch the Grammys if I remember right. And then forgot to cancel and paid for like two months and, uh, then realized it was there and then just ended up keeping it. I've actually been kind of a fan, even though I was upset at the time that all this com came out, um, about their pricing. We don't need to get into CBS all access. Um, but the point is, this has been a lot of fun. This is by far the best team sports that are back. And this is kind of the ground level. You know, if you guys did watch the women's national team run through the World Cup, and especially if you watch like some of the other teams play, it's fun to see all of these players lead their own teams. See the, see the players who, you know, weren't the stars of that team, but were regulars or rotated in. 
be able to just show how good they are because those are the players that really are dictating what's happening in this game or in these games. And uh, I don't know. It's just kind of fun because you see like all the young players who are going to make their way up into those international stages here soon. Uh, it's been a blast to watch. Um, and hopefully you guys are too, because again, there's opportunity to make money there. Um, NC Courage, if you can take them uh, to to win the whole thing, do that. Um, I would also, again, just pay attention to lineups, especially for these teams at the bottom of the table, um, because when their top players are out, they're going to struggle. They're just going to struggle, and we, we saw bits and pieces of that today. I was kind of surprised watching that game, just how good they were, but uh, uh, one last point. Really, really wish we could watch Taylor Corniak. You know, so many times, like, we're, these are all these rookies making their debuts. And so the commentators are talking about, like, who they are, what they do. Um, that Ciara King, the eighth overall pick, scored that goal in the 89th minute. My first thought was, like, oh, that's that's incredibly exciting. I, like, jumped up. But also, I wish Taylor could have been in a situation to do that because that would have been so much fun. Um, but that the time will come. And when the time does come, we're going to know a lot more about what's going on in this league because honestly, I'm kind of out on baseball at the moment. Everything that's gone on, has just made me so angry about baseball that having another summer sport and hopefully they keep bringing these tournaments back because as great as the soccer is the tournament format the pressure that these teams are under, because again, you have basically four games to do everything you can. That's why Utah had to put the pedal to the metal and go get goals. And and they could do it because of just the way all of this is going. And all these games have been so much fun. I think they've all been decided by one goal, but uh, this one, I guess, was a draw. So yeah, um, those are kind of some picks there. If you guys are uh, thinking about getting into it, let me know. Um, Kale who does a bunch of production for dnvr like dn me and we were talking about it and i've been taking notes on all these teams just because i don't like like because i know like the top four players and maybe i've heard of a couple other names and a lot of those top players actually aren't playing which changes some things but uh yeah i've, I've if, if you want to get into it and have any questions i am here to help because i probably have had the exact same questions in the last three four days and uh I have had to dig for answers or watch soccer to find answers, and it's been a lot of fun. Um, yeah, so that's the DraftKings pick of the week. DraftKings Sportsbook is the official sportsbook of DNVR. Uh, we really appreciate having them. They allow us to do so many things. Um, and these days, you know, sports long landscape is constantly evolving this week is no different luckily for all of us sports fans DraftKings Sportsbook America's top rated sportsbook app has us covered for a limited time DraftKings Sportsbook is offering a sign-up bonus up to $1,000 there's golf this week there's NWSL this week there's European soccer this week I think there might even be some going on right now and uh, there's a whole bunch of other stuff, too, for whatever you are into. You can even play some futures bets. You know, <laughs> honestly, I spent a little bit too much of that check that I got from the government that I th most of us got on, like, futures bets. So, like, if the Avalanche and the Nuggets and the Rockies all uh, win championships this year, 
I'm going to be a very, very, very wealthy man. Um, but yeah, I mean, pay attention to those futures too, because there's some fun stuff in there. Luckily, I got in on the Patriots before they signed Cam, and I know a lot of people are out on Cam, and I, 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 I get it. He's mobile, but I think part of it is also that nobody really likes Cam. Even the Panthers at the end were just like, oh, we don't even really like this guy. There's no tribute video or anything. They don't say anything. They basically like, for an MVP quarterback who took you to a Super Bowl to be treated that way on the way out is almost unprecedented, I would guess. Um, But he is very loud and it's not like, I don't know. I, I'm not trying to be like a Cam truther. I actually don't like Cam much either. Just, I mean, he's, he's, he, here's my thing. He's, he seems like a really good guy. Like, I have no doubt that he's happy, smiley. He, he makes the people around him happy and all that kind of stuff. But he's also just weird. And he's weird in a way that is just very tough to understand you know like like i just have never met somebody who i think like oh you're weird and i can point to your hats and the way you type your instagram captions and that's how i know you're weird you know it's just kind of like one of those things where everybody's just like yeah that guy he's something else isn't he and i think that he gets kind of knocked for that um more than he should and it's not i'm not trying to say like he was a great football player these last couple years but i do think he could get it back and i think that he fits really well within new england's system he's he's money on short passes. I think people look at him and say like, oh yeah, deep ball. Look at that arm. That man is six foot 10 and 290 pounds. He's got a cannon. But then those shoulder issues, like the deep ball kind of went away. But when you look at him and the way he's able to run an offense with those short passes, keep things on pace, it's something else. After getting so much time off, being able to move as well as he was able to move in the past, you'd expect to get some of that back. I don't know. I, I, I think that at the very least, he's going to be a lot better than Jarrett Stidham because Stidham gives you nothing that Cam has. I guess he's an unknown. I guess defensive coordinators wouldn't know what to do with him um, would be how you'd justify that, but I wouldn't. Um, so I'm happy that I got in on the Patriots to win the AFC East uh, before they signed him because of the odds. I guess I don't know what the odds moved there, but I know the championship odds moved from like 25 to 1 to 20 to 1. And uh, is this a double DraftKings pick of the week? I think it might be. The Patriots are going to win that division. Josh Allen is not leading the Bills to a division title. You know, that's a good defense. There are some fun pieces on offense. Josh Allen in himself is kind of fun. You know, those mobile quarterbacks. I take Cam over Josh Allen, though, and I know I'm probably in the minority there, but I, I will say that even if I didn't take Cam over Josh Allen, and I'm talking about for this season, I'm not talking about, like, for to, to start a franchise because, obviously, Cam only has a, a few years left. He doesn't project as a quarterback who's going to last forever, whereas Josh Allen... You still have 15 years of him if he does pan out. I just would be very surprised. So yeah, uh, Patriots are going to win the AFC East. And I really hate saying that, but I hate it a lot less now because, you know, if the Patriots go on to win a Super Bowl, I, I would be disappointed because, you know, it's the Patriots and we don't want that. And obviously that means the Broncos didn't, even if, you know, their odds aren't great this year. Next year, I think they're going to be money. This year they can make it run. Um, 
to have Tom Brady have the success that he had in this system under Bill Belichick, the, the best head coach of all time, you would at least have to throw a little, just, just a little question mark at the end of everything that Tom Brady did in Tampa. Not Maybe not a big one, and everybody can have their different opinions on how big, and it depends on what Cam Newton did. Like, if Cam Newton goes for 45 touchdowns again and takes him to the Super Bowl, then all of a sudden it's a decently sized question mark just to end Tom Brady's career. Like, maybe he was a product of the system, and you can always come back to that. Um, and that would be nice. That would be nice, just to invalidate, or, or at least let people argue that Tom Brady's successes should be invalidated because he was in that coaching staff and because he was able to run a system that I think Cam Newton can actually run really well. Um, okay, so there's your other pick of the week. This has been rambling. Oh, boy, 23 minutes. Um, so, yeah, uh, DraftKings Sportsbook, though, incredible. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app right now and use the code DMVR when you sign up. For a limited time, all new users can get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. That's code DMVR to get your sign-up bonus up to $1,000 only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. I also want to give a quick shout-out to Breckenridge Brewery. Their beers are tremendous, and the people who make those beers are tremendous too. And the the price is tremendous, and uh, they're from Colorado, a tremendous state, which uh, makes them even more tremendous. Um, there's got to be more about them that's tremendous. But I can't think of it right now. Uh, so we'll leave it at that. Seriously, though, it's it's just so good. It's just so good, and they're oh, they're such great people. Like you go out there, and it's just like, oh, this is this is the dream. Like this is what you think about when somebody says, oh, you want to go out to eat? It's that experience at the farmhouse. It's walking in, just being like, oh, what a nice high ceiling. Oh, look, there's campfires outside. There's gazebos outside. There's cornhole to be played there's all just sorts of this stuff and it almost just feels like you're out on this farm because it is a brewery because like they spent like 36 million dollars or something like that on the equipment because their beer's so good that they were able to get investors and coors to say okay yeah you should uh you should be mass producing this stuff and so they invested and now just have the equipment to mass produce incredible beer which brings down the price even more Seriously, it is just so good. <sighs> and just go out there. It's just a nice summer day. Speaking of summer days, I have a terrible sunburn. Um, and I cannot recommend Breckenridge Brewery enough. The the 15-can sampler is the entry point. Um, in the way that the NWSL Challenge Cup is kind of like a great introduction to women's soccer. Because so many of the stars that you're going to see in international competitions, in the NWSL, obviously, and all that stuff, like they're just on display leading their teams and because what i mean honestly 10 of my of the 20 soccer players that i would most like to watch in this tournament aren't playing which was disappointing at the start but it's kind of just forced me to have more soccer players now that i like like i'm doubling down on rose lavelle being the next big thing in women's soccer like she is going to be the greatest 
soccer player in the world. And I'm convinced. And, you know, I've always kind of been a fan. But if I was here focused on Taylor Korniak and Megan Rapino and uh, Ali Krieger and um, all, all of them, Ashlyn Harris, Ali, yeah. But uh, I, I would probably not under like pay as much attention, I guess, to all these other players who are so great. And uh, that's kind of what that 15 can sampler is. You just get it. And all of a sudden you just have all these different things in front of you. And you're like, huh, I like this beer, but I like this beer more. You know, I'm, I'm definitely more of a Rose Lavelle fan compared to uh, whatever the comparable would be. We don't need to get into that. This wasn't a great metaphor, to be honest. Um, but yeah, just get the 15 can sampler, try out all the beers, and then just go back and buy mass quantities of whatever your favorite is, your two favorites, or maybe they all turn out to be your favorite because it is that good. Um, Breckenridge Brewery. If you go to the farmhouse, use the code DMVR, get $5 off your order. If you do want the beer, go to their website, go to the Breckenridge Beer Locator, and it'll tell you if you can get it at your local gas station, at the grocery store, at the liquor store, everywhere you can get whatever beer. And I have the hiccups really bad right now, and I hate it. Uh, I drank too much coffee this morning, bet you couldn't guess. Um, Breckenridge Brewery, drink their beer, not too much coffee. Okay, uh, next up, I'm so, I, I really planned this podcast. Actually, no, let's let's move along. Let's move along. Um, two, DJ Oates saying that he was not timed. Um, in the last podcast, we talked about the top speeds that uh, Drew Wilson, not Chris Wilson, the double Wilson thing makes me pause every time. They're both great coaches, so I can't complain, though. Um, Drew Wilson, the Buffs strength and conditioning coach, tweeted out the top times. We talked about that last time. Brendan Rice was the fastest of the skill positions. Uh, you got Ashad Clayton behind him and then Dimitri Stanley coming in third. DJ Oates chimed in, quote tweeting there saying his speed wasn't timed or tracked. I guess it'd be tracked, not time because you don't time a speed. You could time a 40 yard dash. Uh, but his speed was not tracked. He says, or he makes a sound at least, that if he had been tracked, he would be right up there with him or the fastest or something like that. So that's fun. And again, this is the type of competition you want to be driving. That's the point of telling the players what their top speed is. And honestly, some of it does feel like, not shady, but in the way that you know, on Twitter, for example, like you give them all that information. They're like, oh yeah, now we can tailor ads to you and we can try to better recommend different accounts because we understand more about you and your experience on Twitter will be good because we're collecting all that information. But also Twitter on the back end is like, we're selling this to people and we're stalking you and we're finding ways to profit off of this information. And there's all of that stuff. And not saying that Twitter's doing that, that's just like generally how social media works. That's how they make their money. Um, for the Buffs coaches, those monitors that track the players during practice are basically doing the same thing. Like they're saying like, hey, Dimitri, you wanna know your top speed? Let us put this on you. We'll learn everything about you and then tell you your top speed. And Dimitri's like, yeah, definitely. That sounds like a lot of fun. But then the coaches get to look at, oh, he was only trying this hard or da-da-da, all this other stuff that they can find in there, keep those reports for themselves. Um, plus, those top speeds do drive competition on the outside, and that's why those monitor things are so valuable. And you can see it right here that it is driving that competition, that guys really care about 
being the fastest. Well, and especially like putting it on social media, letting the fans see and get hyped up. How hyped are we about Brendan Rice and Ashad Clayton right now? Pretty hyped because of what came out of that tweet and, and like other stuff, but there was like a multiplier effect or some like addition. I don't know if it multiply, maybe it just adds on, but uh, we are definitely talking about these guys more, excited about them more. And the reason? Because they tried so hard in practice. You know, if they weren't going like full out sprints during these workouts, they would not have been brought up in the podcast. And it's not like my podcast is like the goal for for these guys. I don't even know. But that is kind of the conversation that's out there in Buff's country because they did that. And now it's like DJ Oates fired up. This is just so cool. Uh, I hope that they keep releasing that stuff. I hope that we get even more. Um, like 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 their bench press numbers. I'd be curious to see what what their actual bench press numbers are. Not my terrible guesses at them. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's a lot of fun, and it, and it lets us see what's going on in a way that we typically don't. You know, we don't get to watch practices. We get told about what happens in practice. Well, in under normal circumstances, when there are practices. But to have like some data come out is pretty cool. Data, data. I don't know if we ever decided on that. Um, also, I do want to get into the UCLA stuff, but first I should probably uh, talk more about WGT. So today, well, actually not today. It was this weekend. Uh, World Golf Tour, the official gaming partner of DNVR, the the biggest golf game in the entire world helped us host the, uh, oh, what did they call it? Did they call it like the DMVR Classic? Oh, I should know the name. Uh, the point is we got so big that the clubhouse that we had uh, that was for uh, DMVR members, or I don't even think you had to be a member. No, 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 you don't. Even podcast listeners, even if you aren't a member at DMVR, uh, you can still go to dnvrgolf.com and download the game and uh, play with all of us and join one of those clubhouses so that you can compete with us. But because we got so big, there's now like a DNVR clubhouse two. And this week they squared off the original DNVR versus DNVR two. And it was, it, it got ugly. People were talking some crap. Uh, it was a lot of fun. And I, I don't know when the next time we're gonna do one of those is, but uh, there will be another tournament this weekend where everybody's competing against each other. And again, it's just so much fun to compete in those because it's so competitive because there are so many people. It's like playing a real golf tournament where there are 150, 160 people vying for first place. And so when you do get into the top 20, when you're on the leaderboard at the end of the tournament, it feels like an accomplishment. And, uh, when you win, I mean, that's huge, obviously. Uh, and those tournaments are every week. So just come play with us. It's so much fun. Um, dnvrgolf.com. It'll get you all set up. It's the official gaming partner of DNVR. They've helped us do a bunch of cool things. They're helping us do more. Oh, also, speaking of golf, tomorrow uh, is Wednesday at 1.40. I will be teeing off with Ryan Konigsberg, my partner to take on Mark Moser and Vic Lombardi of Altitude. Uh, if you guys watch Avalanche games, Mark Moser does the play-by-play -play on the TV broadcast. Um, Vic Lombardi is, has been around here for forever. Not an old joke, saving all those for tomorrow. And uh, 
it's for charity and i don't know which charities i don't know if we've like officially confirmed them so i'm not going to tell you but uh we're all throwing some money in and the winners get or yeah the money goes to like the winner's charity it's a pretty cool deal and you guys will be able to follow along stay tuned to the dnvr twitter account it'll tell you what's going on again tea time at 140 at fossil trace it's going to be competitive rk and i have already played two practice rounds we're back out there yesterday um testing out some of like the technological stuff to you know cameras and mics and that kind of stuff and uh it's gonna be so 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 much fun uh so hopefully you guys follow along as i uh attempt to hang with old people and it's always fun when young people take on old people with golf and golf because like there is like a very real rivalry in the golf community between like old people who kind of like smoke like oh all these young guys think i can come in here and drive the ball 310, 315 yards and just blow us off the course. And then they just like chip everything to two feet. And I don't know. It's going to be a lot of fun. The format, by the way, uh, no handicap or anything. It's all just straight up. Uh, it's going to make it a lot more fun to watch. And the f the format is best ball on the front. So each team takes whatever their best score is. So if if one team has a par and a bogey, and the other team has a, a, a double bogey and a birdie, the team that had the player with the birdie wins. And if there's a tie, then it's just a tie, and you move on to the next hole. And that's the front nine. On the back nine, we're playing alternate shot, and we're playing we're playing this modified alternate shot that, uh, we, I mean, if you watch the match with Tiger Woods and Peyton Manning and Tom Brady and all that, it's the exact same thing, um, this, this whole format is. And that means, like, we both tee off, or I guess all four tee off, and um, each team will pick which drive they want, and whoever didn't hit the drive will hit the ball from there. Um, and then you just trade off shots till you're in the hole. Um, you rely on both players. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, me and RK against Vic and Moser. <sighs> I, I, I'm not losing to them. I'm not losing to them at all. I can't take that. Um, also... One more plug real quick, MSU Denver Online. We have a couple of people taking their classes. Uh, Harrison Wind is, uh, Ali Monroy, who you guys all know very well, is. Um, they say that these classes are living up to the hype. We at DNVR have been kind of, I mean, I guess when did this start? It was right before the draft because they sponsored all of our draft content. And... You know, we've, we've been able to tell people, you know, they, they have 40 different online programs that'll get you a degree. They have over 750 online courses that you can take whenever you want, whether you're trying to get a degree, whether you're just curious in one of the courses, um, whatever, it, it works. Um, but now that we actually have had a chance to get a couple of people enrolled during this summer semester, so we had to wait for like the spring cycle to end, uh, they are saying that we have not been giving you guys false information. All the numbers we looked at and that kind of stuff, it's true. They are uh, worthy of the praise that they're getting. Being called the, the best online university in the Rocky Mountain region because they have focused on that where, you know, as, as much as we love CU, when you think of CU, you think of the on-campus experience. You think of the uh, the the 
parties and the great school and all that as well. But again, that, that CU has a reputation of being that kind of school. Meanwhile, uh, MSU Denver is built differently, meant for sometimes different people. And this online uh, program that they have really invested in over the last few years is, is paying off. Um, and that's pretty cool. If you guys want more information on any of this, what you can study, all of that stuff, uh, you can go to msudenver.com slash online and it will tell you everything you need to know. Okay. Um, update on the UCLA stuff. They are a, a, a dumpster fire just to start. And uh, it's not in a situation where we can really say, here's what's going to happen. Or even, you know, if if this happens and this is the re result here, then here's how it will impact everything down the way. Like, it is just such a mess. It's almost like if you had, like, a garage and you just put up dominoes everywhere. Like, like let's just say the entire floor of the garage, an inch apart, every square inch, there is one domino. And it's just angled in a random direction. And then all of a sudden you just like knock one over in a random direction and it's like, oh, I guess that's what's going to happen because there isn't an easy way to trace through what this means for UCLA. Are they going to have to cut sports? Are they going to have to whatever, whatever, whatever? Um, really things are still in the getting messier phase instead of the, oh, a couple of these things have sorted themselves out. Here's where they stand. Um, and that was a lot of really broad metaphorical stuff. Here's what's actually happening. You know, we've talked about the players coming out and saying that they want an independent um, doctor, uh, health professional, whatever they called it, in the facilities to make sure that UCLA's football program was following the policies that have been put in place in California. And I mean, even by UCLA's athletic department, they outlined their protocols, what's going to happen. Um, but the players felt that they needed somebody to make sure that they weren't being pushed too far, that, that Chip Kelly's program wasn't trying to cut corners, risk the health in exchange for a little bit better practices, better workouts. Um, that's not a good sign. You don't want that coming out in the media. And, you know, Dorian Thompson Robinson, the quarterback, has come out since then, and this was all a couple weeks ago, and said that wasn't supposed to get out. It was one player that leaked it. We wanted it to be internal. We trust this coaching staff. And, you know, you can believe him or you can say, hey, your starting quarterback cannot be at feud with the coaching staff. You just can't have it. And that's why he went out and tried to patch things at least even if it isn't totally true, even if that isn't exactly how he feels, he knows that relationship is important to the success of the team and he was willing to rebuild it. And it, we don't know for sure and pick saying it's one thing or the other is a total guess, but uh, I guess that's why I'm not going to tell you what to think because this, it's, I, I don't have the information there. But that was going on. Um, at the same time, UCLA's athletics department has been in a really tough place. Uh, they, they ran the largest deficit of any athletics department in the country last year, uh, almost a $20 million deficit. They are, yeah, and they had to borrow all that money from the university and they're going to have to pay it back. And I think plus interest is what I saw. Um, so that's a bad spot to be in. Um, the, the coronavirus thing that, that makes it tough. But the effects of that still aren't really hitting. So things are kind of getting worse for UCLA. Then about, what, 
five days ago, probably six days ago. Uh, they all run together uh, in this world. But Under Armour came out and said that they can't pay for the apparel deal that they made with UCLA. That was a 12 million or 12 year, $280 million deal. At the time it was signed, it was the largest deal in uh, college sports, apparel deal in college sports. Um, and since then, I don't believe it's been beat. I think that when Oregon redoes its deal, it'll probably pull ahead, but I, it, it's kind of tough to find all those numbers. Nobody's gone through and like consolidated them, at least where I can see. Um, the point is, it's a massive deal worth about $13 million a year. Under Armour is going to have to pull out because they've been hit pretty hard by the coronavirus pandemic because they've struggled um, in, in the years prior to that. It, it, they aren't a Nike that's been fairly successful and can take the hit of, of the coronavirus pandemic. Um, and that's what's kind of forcing them to pull the trigger here. And uh, we don't know how that plays out. Um, we don't know exactly what the language in the, or I think we have seen the language in the deal, but whether what's happening, whether the cancellation of games counts as not fulfilling the duties of UCLA, all that kind of stuff is going to have to probably be decided in the courts. Um, unless I guess UCLA and Under Armour can come to some sort of an agreement and say, Hey, give us a $20 million lump sum of cash now, and we'll just call everything else off. Give us a year and a half of our money. We'll sign a new deal. The thing for UCLA, though, is that even though Nike is in better shape than Under Armour, they still may not be willing to give out massive contracts like the one that UCLA had and that UCLA was kind of banking on. You just assume that that money is going to be there uh, when you have that contract in place. Um, it's, it's also worth noting, I mean, Nike decided not to match that 12 million or 12 year $280 million deal. We don't know what their best offer is, I don't believe. Maybe they were only $10 million short. Uh, maybe they weren't even interested at all. You know, Adidas was uh, UCLA's previous apparel partner and Under Armour outbid them. And there are a bunch of reasons why UCLA is getting those big deals even when. They're struggling, you know, I, I've seen a bunch of stuff. Honestly, Reddit pointed out that uh, in Asia, UCLA has a major presence um, because so many Asian students who are looking to go to school in the United States pick UCLA because it's on the coast, because it is so accessible, so easy to get to, easy to go home. Um, and that over the course of four years saves a bunch of money or even makes it possible to travel back and forth between those two places. Um, so there's that going on. There's the fact that UCLA just has the history that it has. Um, but there's also some other stuff going on. You know, they can't fill their football stadium. The first half of the season, they couldn't fill their basketball arena. That kind of turned around late, but LA's tough to navigate. And UCLA, that's not in the part of town where a lot of college students can afford to live. So if they're going back to campus, it can be pretty tough. Um, the Rose Bowl isn't even on campus. It's a long ways from campus um, and through some pretty heavy traffic. So you really have to want to go to the games to, to, to do it. 
Um, you, you don't get as many just casual college students who are like, oh, yeah, I can wander over and catch the first half. And as much as I don't think we like those types of fans, there are a lot of them. And that can be the difference between it looking like your stadium's empty and looking like, oh, wow, that's a college football stadium. You know, UCLA's having a down year, but you can justify the crowd numbers with that fact. Um, it's uh, They're in a tough spot. They're in a tough spot. Um, and we just don't know what happens until this Under Armour UCLA thing gets figured out. And then, I mean... How much pressure is the university putting on this athletics department to pay that money back? You know, it does seem like athletics have become less and less of a priority at UCLA. They weren't always known as a great school, one of the top public schools in the country. Yeah, yeah, they're definitely public, uh, which they are now. They are known as one of the top public schools in the country. Um, back when they were really good at basketball and all that stuff, you were getting more sports fans going there. You know, if, if you were to ask uh, somebody who is a sports fan, would you rather go to uh, Bama or Mississippi State, another school down there? It's, it's going to be Bama because you are attached to that sport. I mean, if everything else is fairly equal, that can be the decider. You're just not getting as many sports fans into UCLA right now as you're getting academic students which i mean you can't hate on a school for that i guess but as that culture shifts the athletics department does lose money obviously and we'll see uh we'll see how it all plays out but i just want to give that update because all of this matters for the pac-12 going forward um and again as we approach this new tv deal it becomes more and more important that the entire pac-12 is successful and that networks are willing to bet on the Pac-12 and the schools within the Pac-12. Right now, you're not betting on UCLA. Even USC, you're really not betting on until you see them win some games. Um, Arizona right now, uh, they just had to close their facilities because of the new rules in the state as the pandemic kind of hits there um, for the first time, really. They're seeing their first real wave Um Yeah, I think that that's I think that that's our um, Pac-12 update. Um, things aren't great. Also, DJ Oates is fast. Let's keep that in mind. There's some good news. Um, but again, this is the time of year where it's important to monitor. Not even. I mean, it's always important at this time of year to kind of see what's going on. A whole bunch of important stuff happens in the off season, especially on the business side. But right now with coronavirus, I mean, who knows? I mean, maybe. Maybe UCLA can even say, let's give Under Armour this last year the deal. They're willing to sit here for one more year and provide our stuff. Let's see if we can take a double pay for this year in exchange for letting them out after. That lump sum will be enough to survive the pandemic. And we're only three years away from a new TV deal that will give us a bunch of money. And really, it's bridging the gap between now and then. And that could work for them. I don't know. Um, again, this isn't the most fun stuff to talk about. It, it, it's, it's interesting if you're interested in it, I guess. Um, but it is important to know what's going on around the conference and we're getting close to football. I think, yeah, I mean, two months, 
two months until there's football, and we're going to be able to talk more about the X's and O's and the teams to watch and uh, all of that kind of stuff, which will be a lot of fun. Um, We've got to get into some of that tomorrow. Um, I'm not sure if I'm going to have time for a podcast tomorrow. If not, then there will be a weekend podcast. But you'll be here for me at some point in the next couple days. Um, Also, tomorrow is a call with Brady Russell and Darian Rakestraw. I'm going to try to make the call. It's kind of close to the tea time, and so I'm thinking I can at least snag a couple questions or at least, like, listen in. Um, I'll figure that stuff all out. But uh, I will have audio for that from that call for you either tomorrow or the next day, kind of depending on how the day goes tomorrow with the, uh, the, the golf. Um, thank you, as always, for listening. Uh, I, w- I want to do another Twitter question show here soon. Maybe, maybe late this week, I'll send out a tweet looking for Twitter questions. So for all of you guys who are not members at the DMVR.com, uh, can jump in. I think that'd be a fun thing to do. Uh, yep. That's going to do it for today. I'll be back. Like I just said soon, um, with more buffs talk, more buff specific. There wasn't enough buffs today. It's more pack 12 and pick of the week, but we're going to, we're going to survive, push through. Uh, I'll see you then. See you later, baby. baby. Colorado Army with soldiers like the Navy. Yeah. And voters where we stationed, patiently awaiting. When I hit the field, it's so hard to behave. Yeah. I'm Colorado swagging at the crowd, do the wave. Look into my eyes, I can tell that you afraid. Uh-huh. Cause you know we finna hit ya. Hit ya. Hit ya. Hit ya. Hey. Hey. You on your own now, why you watching the official? Yeah. You just better hope you make it to the next whistle. Yeah. And we ain't playing with you, you can get Get a 